Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. I'm going to wait a couple of seconds just for uh, people to start joining, but Jesus, what a win for the Flyers tonight. That was my favorite game of the season. That was, uh, all right, we got one person here. We got a couple people in here. Uh, I'm going to get to, oh, I've dropped my notebook, or it's over here, actually. Let me grab my notes. Um, <laughs> these are my notes. Provy. That's what that's what I'm talking about tonight. Ivan Provorov and uh, Provorov versus Tarasenko fight forever. My God, what an effort from Ivan Provorov tonight! I was actually just looking at the time on ice number, and he only only I say had 27:08. Uh, led the defense by quite a bit. Uh, Will O'Neill ended with 9:25. Mark Alt 12:14. So your top four uh, really contributed tonight. Like I said, Provorov 27 minutes. Uh, Haig, 24 minutes. Brandon Manning, just a bit under 23. Travis Sanheim, 21.03. So your top four really pulled uh, really pulled their weight tonight. And what a win. That was the gutsiest win of the year. Uh, back-to-back, back-to-back situation. You are so undermanned. You really only have four NHL defensemen. Two of those NHL defensemen are rookies. Uh, one of them is Brandon Manning, who actually, I will say, is playing pretty well uh, since the McDonald injury, since the ghost injury. Now, Gudis, I will say Brandon Manning is stepping up quite a bit. Uh, he makes some real, like, what are you doing decisions with the puck sometimes. But overall, I really like this game. I liked it a lot. I liked a lot what he did in uh, Chicago last night, I thought, especially in his own zone. He battled real hard. But um, I got to talk about Ivan Provorov. That's what I'm going to start with tonight, guys. I mean, I just want to bring up his game logs real quick. So he played uh, in Chicago last night. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I mean, in the last... Uh, yeah, he played 29-51. So he played 30 minutes in Chicago last night. He played... Uh, what did I say? 28, 27, 28 minutes tonight. Where did he go? Provorov, 27-08 tonight. So basically, in the last 24 hours, he's played 60 minutes of hockey, pretty much. Uh, is that like 57 minutes of hockey or something he's played? So it's He is absolutely incredible right now. Uh, he's a guy we were looking to uh, looking to see him make that take that next step after a real nice rookie year, and he just continues to impress his battles with Tarasenko tonight. He had 10 blocked shots, uh, Ivan Provorov. The team, the team as a whole, uh, let's see here, they were outshot 33-23 and also had 20 blocks. So right there between shots on goal and blocked shots, Blues had just 55 att- or 53 attempts, not taking into account misses and stuff. Um, Flyers had 20 blocks. Provorov had 10 of them. He played like a monster tonight in a back-to-back situation in which, I mean, he's the he, he was he was all they had tonight basically on that blue line. It was him. It was him. Two rookies, Brandon Manning, and two guys no one thought were going to play in the NHL this year. Uh, it was hell of an effort uh, by Provorov uh, tonight. I was just so impressed uh, with his fight. Uh, getting in front of those Tarasenko shots, battling Tarasenko, pinching him off pucks, uh, just just playing physically against him, matching him. Uh, Tarasenko's one of the best players in the league. Charlie and I talk about how he's maybe our favorite player in the league a lot. He's just uh, absolutely electric, and he's a lot bigger. You think, oh, Russian goal scorer, but no, he's a he's he's more of the uh, the Ovechkin. Uh, mold than I think he gets credit for. Did I hit record on this other thing? Yeah, okay. We have this thing now where I'm supposed to record um, the audio from the post games in my like audio editor so it doesn't take so long to download so I can get it up on SoundCloud. This is all stuff you don't care about, but you know, I'm talking 
it's a one-way medium here, and I have to work out my thoughts with you. Uh, I'll get to your questions and stuff, comments, whatever you want to talk about in just a second. I'm gushing over Provorov right now, but i got to give it to Michael Neuvert. Uh, Michael Neuvert was the statistically the worst goaltender in hockey last year, and he has been very good uh, for the Flyers so far. He stopped 33 shots tonight, gets the shutout in the 2 nothing win. The Flyers tacked on that empty netter there. Uh, let's see. I want to look at Neuvert's game logs because I want to see exactly what uh, he's done this season. If this stuff will show up anytime soon. Here we go. Um, yeah, so this was his, what, his fifth start of the season. He... Uh, Yeah, so L.A., he, uh, what, two goals on 27 shots. Florida, one goal on 41 shots. Uh, Nashville, one goal on 24 shots. And then at Ottawa, he allowed the five on uh, 28 shots. That was his only real bad game of the season. But he rebounded nicely tonight. And I said, uh, uh, I wonder if he'll start getting a few more starts I don't think Elliot has been as bad as people are portraying it, but uh, Neuvert has absolutely outplayed him this year, and Neuvert hasn't uh, really been tested in terms of how much time he's playing, and I wonder if uh, they are looking at Neuvert as, he's a guy who can give us 30 starts, let's see if 27 of them can be great, he was absolutely great tonight, um... It'll be interesting to see if he starts to get a little bit more time, because anytime he's been, uh, anytime they've leaned on him since he's been here, there's been, uh, you know, there's been health issues. They're just he, 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 he's a guy who gets worn down. He, he's capable of playing great in short spurts, and then you know you're without him for a couple of weeks. And I wonder if they'll continue this. Elliot's the obvious number one goalie, and we're just hoping to get you know. Great starts when we can play Neuvert, but we're not going to tax him. Or if they'll start going, okay, you know what? He has seriously outplayed Brian Elliott to this point, so we're going to uh, we're going to give it a shot. Uh, I, I was so impressed with Neuvert tonight, and you know, it's just another one of those guys when you're in a back to back when you only have really four defensemen, um, you need your goalie to step up, and he absolutely did tonight. Uh, I just incredibly impressive performance by Michael Neuvert. Uh, I already said, yeah, Brandon Manning makes some head-scratching plays. Uh, his decisions, with his decision-making with the puck, I just, he'll have like two options on a play, and the thing he'll do with the puck is neither of them. Sometimes. It's, uh, this team turns it over too much, and I will say I'm, prob I'm probably, you know, um, as biased as anyone. I, you know, Brandon Manning is not my favorite player in the team, so when I see him make a mistake, I go, look at what he's doing. But um, I'm just I'm, I always get lost reading your comments when I'm when I say I'm not gonna read your comments till I get through the stuff I have to get through. I don't have enough. I don't have a ton of stuff to get through tonight because I just this was my favorite game of the year. This was such a character win. Um, I've always wanted to see you know, especially with a young team with a team in transition like they are. I want to see what happens when this team faces adversity and. They lose a tough one in Chicago last night. Uh, national TV, they got shut out. It's a good effort, but they just could not crack Corey Crawford. Crack Corey Crawford. Crack Corey Crawford. Uh, yeah, they just couldn't really get one through last night. It's a tough situation. You lose Radko Gudis, so now you're down to you know what they have on the blue line, which is they're almost out of defensemen. Like, Phil Myers can't come up. If Sam Moran can't get healthy, if TJ Brennan can't get healthy, they're basically out of defensemen at this point. If someone else gets hurt, Matt Reed's playing on the blue line like Sammy Kapanen. Um Is this laggy for... How many people are saying Moran is hurt? Yeah, Katoria leads the team in goals and points now. Oh right, he, he got that um he got that assist on the empty netter, right? It's amazing. I'm gonna get to the Katoria stuff because I know that's the thing people are gonna want to talk about the most. Uh I just wanna get through my deciphering of the box score and some of my uh some of my notes here. Yeah, this the Flyers had 
20 blocks tonight. Provorov had 10. Nobody else had more than two. This is incredible. He just played such a great... I'm just so impressed by what I saw out of him tonight. Um, yeah, Drew with the goal and an assist. Simmons and Couturier. Okay, yeah, he had the two assists tonight. So, yeah, Couturier is just dominant. And then it looks like, you know, Couturier rounding into the number one center that I honestly... I didn't think he was this good. I thought he had a higher ceiling than we'd seen, but I never thought he was. Uh, I never thought he was this good. How's the signal for everyone? Is uh, my video is just kind of laggy? Is it screwy for anyone else? How many minutes did Provi end up playing? It was actually fewer than I thought. I was like, what did he play? Forty-five minutes tonight, but uh, he only, and I say only, yeah. You know, in jest, played 27.08 tonight. Uh, this is a night after he played like 29 minutes in Chicago. So he he played, he has played a full game in the last 24 hours, pretty much. Um, I, uh, yeah, just incredibly impressive performance by him. Neuvert, uh, Claude Giroux continues to play well. Love him out there. I liked, um, I think there was like a minute minute left. It was this maybe the second to last shift. I liked seeing Sanheim out there. I get that, um, you know, what's the coach going to do? Sanheim at this point is just one of his best athletes. He's got to get the guy out there. There's only so many defensemen. You're not going to put Will O'Neill on the ice. But, uh, you know, it was uh, nice to see Sanheim get trusted with that kind of, uh, with that kind of responsibility with a, you know, one goal lead with like a minute left. It was, uh, I'm really happy to see a character win for this team. You know, they've won some blowout games. They've uh, they've had their issues scoring in a couple games where it's like they played hard but just couldn't put the puck in the net. They've played, like, two really bad games. I think that's it. For the most part, they've been pretty decent throughout the season. But tonight was a true, gritty character win. Uh, I was just really impressed with what I saw tonight. Um, and after the first 10 minutes, I'm getting ready for the show, and I'm like, after I praised them uh, last night, even though they couldn't score, I thought they played a pretty good game against Chicago. First 10 minutes of this game, I was like, oh man, they're beat, I'm going to have to go on this show and rip them. And they just didn't, they didn't look good. Uh, I think with like four or five minutes left, maybe, in the first period, shots were like 10-1. Uh, that's... You know, you're not going to get by like that, but they battled back. They uh, they did what they had to do tonight, and they just scratched and clawed it out. And St. Louis is a good team. Give St. Louis credit. That's, you know, it's not like they went out there and beat up on the Buffalo Sabres or something tonight. Um, where is St. Louis? St. Louis, yeah, 21 points. Uh, there, do they have the best point total in the league? Tampa Bay. They're behind only Tampa Bay in uh, in the league standings. They lead the West. They lead the Central Division. Um, so St. Louis is a good team, and the Flyers, back-to-back -back situation, like I said, played in Chicago, shorthanded, came out with a great effort tonight. Um, really, really happy about it. It was that's it, it was a good, gritty win, and now I want to talk about the Braden Shen hit. Um, I had a little thing on Twitter about it. I'm still pissed off uh, just because this league... I, I This is what I led off Broad Street Hockey Radio with on... Um, when the hell was the show this week? Tuesday, I think we did it this week. It's always Mondays, but it was Tuesday this week because the Flyers played on Monday. Um, yeah, I led off the show saying... The people who know my take on hockey is I got into hockey because I like the fights. I, it's what got me into the game. I just dug it. I thought it was cool that two guys would just square up and start beating on each other. And then, you know, we start to learn more about concussions. You start to learn about what these players' lives are like after the game and how eliminating some of the uh, unnecessary violence um, is probably better for everyone in the long run. And a skill game is fun too. It's if you got a bunch of guys scoring fifty goals, that's cool. Like everyone, everyone loves Gretzky. Everyone loves Solani. Everyone loves Mario. That stuff's fun too. Um, so I was cool with the league transitioning from a uh, from you know uh, a violent game to a skill game, as long as the league held up its end, and that is taking seriously the shots that can uh, injure players, the headshots, blindside shots, hits from behind, things like that. The stuff that just isn't necessary. The stuff that we've been told the league is going to take seriously. This is, this is a pattern now. Uh, Saturday against Toronto, 
Komarov follows Ghost into the boards, has his numbers the whole way, doesn't doesn't let up, and just pushes him straight head for it first into the boards. It was clear as day, egregious, boarding, hitting from behind, all of it. Just a dangerous play. No call, no supplemental. League didn't even look at it. Didn't give a shit. Okay. Last night in Chicago, Murphy, clear charge, leaves his feet as plain as day. There's a lot of those hits where you go, ah, he didn't elevate, and he left his feet after contact. It's really not as bad as it looks. This was a clear. He elevated. He left his feet. Hit Lear, laid him out. Illegal play. Nothing. Okay. That's two. Braden Shen, blindside shot. Mike Richards on, uh, on David Booth style. Minor. Minor call. You go back uh, to the Ottawa game last week and see the hit that Radko Gudis got kicked out for. And you can do nothing but laugh. Because there's really nothing to do but laugh because clearly that's what the league is doing. The league goes, ha, ah, ha, ah, who gives a shit, right? It's the Flyers. And I'm not saying there's an anti-Flyers bias. It's just this league doesn't know what it's doing. They really just don't have any idea how to legislate this game. And since they refuse to legislate it at all, I'm all for vigilante justice again. Again, I was fine with getting rid of the enforcers and saying it's going to be a skill game, but if the league isn't going to protect its players, I'm all for players protecting themselves. And uh, I said this on Twitter. This was a thing in the 90s with Lindros and some of the star players the Flyers had then. Uh, someone would take a run at a, at a you know star Flyers player, Lindros, Desjardins, whoever, and then the Flyers' tough guys would spend the rest of the game chasing around the dude who did it. Now... Go after their best player. And that's what I thought the Flyers should have done tonight. I'm glad that they kept their cool and they really showed some character. Um, but if the coach tells Yuri Laterra, go put your stick in Tarasenko's teeth, I'd have no problem with that because clearly the league doesn't care. Huh. They haven't legislated any of this stuff. Why would they care if uh, you know we hand out our own justice because you refuse to do it? I, I was just really... I'm really disappointed in the NHL, and I don't know what I was thinking, thinking that they were going to start taking this kind of stuff seriously, but I was just disappointed in uh, the whole situation. I, Braden Shen has always been a reckless player. Um, I liked the guy when he was here. I liked the style of game he had, but you saw plenty of times where he played a little recklessly. He had trouble keeping his feet. Uh, he would, It was almost like he was too excited. Like he had a great hit opportunity and he was too excited to stay on his feet. And he would charge guys, sometimes get the arms up, do different stuff. And you saw it here and then you saw it again tonight. Uh, puck way out by the time he makes contact with, uh, by the time he makes contact with Couturier. It's late, it's blindside, it's high. It's all the stuff that they're trying to eliminate. And he gets a two-minute minor. And you just look at it and say... I don't, I'm not saying there's an anti-Flyers bias, but if Radko Gudis does that, it, come on, you know it's three games. You know it's three games. And that's, and, you know, Shen gets a minor, you know he's not going to get fined, you know he's not going to get suspended, and you just look at it and go, what is the incentive for playing the game clean? What is the incentive for going along with the NHL if, um... If, if they're not going to hold up their end. Uh, we made a ton of fun of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins for essentially trading a first-round pick for Ryan Reeves this offseason. And um, while I still think that's ridiculous, I made the point on the show that I don't think it's about intimidating the rest of the league. I think it was more a message to the, to the management of the NHL and to the on-ice officials that since you don't take this stuff seriously, it looks like we're going to have to do the thing that you, you know, are trying to get rid of, and that's the vigilanteism. Uh, is it right? No. But since, since you're not going to do anything about it, this is our only recourse. The Flyers could have lost Couturier tonight. They're lucky he was able to come back. They could have lost Lear last night. They're lucky he's able to come back. They did lose Ghost. God knows how long he's going to be out for. And the other teams lose nothing. Three guys get crushed on dirty hits, two minutes of power play time total. That's just not going to do. So the players have to go out and protect themselves. I'd be all for it. I still think uh, when the Flyers play uh, Toronto in December, they should dress Tyrell Goldborn, and he should try to level Austin Matthews from behind, sucker punch him, I don't care. Show the league, huh? You're good, you're good young American savior on the team that, you know, drives the league, Toronto, your Yankees up there. Yeah, guess what? Yeah, we're going to take runs at him because you cost us Costas pair. No, it's not right. And, you know, it's on you. It's on you. 
That's all I would say if I was Dave Haxtall, Ron Hextall, whoever. That's that's the that's the kind of stuff I miss about Ed Snyder. Ed Snyder, if that's the if that happened and he got a call, and Bob Clark too. Bob Clark tried to fight everybody in Ottawa uh, the, after the Martin Havlap brawl. Uh, he wanted to fight the GM, the coach. He would have fought Chara if they gave him a chance. Um, Ed Snyder, Bobby Clark. When that stuff happened, Gary Bettman's on the phone. <laughs> okay, okay, bro, and just hang up. Like that's a. And then they go on TV and rip them. So that's the kind of stuff I miss about those guys. But I, again, I'm just glad uh, Couturier was able to come back. Um, I'm going to try something here. Because I don't know about you, but this is really laggy for me. So I am going to attempt something real quick. Um, I am now hardwired into the internet. I'm hardwired into the Oasis. Uh, that's a book joke for some of you people out there. Uh, so I'm going to get to some of your stuff now. Uh, just a good, gritty win for the Flyers. A lot of fun tonight. Just really liked what I saw. Loved the effort. All that stuff. Uh, you all say the connection's cool. Uh, has Hexy called the league office? He absolutely, he absolutely should. He absolutely should. He should say, the next thing that happens is out of, is out of my hands, you know? You had your chance to protect my team. Now my team has to protect itself. So if he hasn't... Um, he, he absolutely should. Right. Uh, all right. I'm going to scroll up a little, see if I can get some of your comments here. Do you think since it's glaring, becoming glaringly obvious, the teams are taking runs without consequence, uh, consequences from the league, that Moran's stock has risen to the uh, inside the organization? His toolbox obviously includes a part of the game we're missing. Yeah, that... My thing about this is I don't think you need to go out and get Donald Brashear. That's not that's not I think it's more just a team mentality. And for the most part and it's tough with you know Gudis is out and Wayne Simmons clearly isn't 100% and I think that's all factoring into this um situation here, but uh I do I do wonder if they look at this situation and go <sighs> Sam Moran clears the porch. Sam Moran beats people senseless. It's a part of the game. I wonder. Uh, I don't... He's hurt right now, though, so we'll never know uh, if they would want to get him in there like that. Embarrassed that no one challenged Shen after the hit on Coots. Just spineless. Why are they not standing up for each other? <sighs> They're so short-handed. There's only so many... There's only so many guys on the bench. I You can't afford to lose Wayne Simmons for 17 minutes in a situation like this. Because that's what happens. That's what happens when this stuff goes down. Is Your team is assessed the... Uh, your team is assessed the instigator penalty, and you lose a guy for 5, 10, and 2. So... You can only do so much, and they're trying to win the game. And I really love the effort. I love the grit game they played tonight. Was really happy with uh, with what I saw out of the team effort. But I think they just need a tougher team mentality. Again, I don't think they need to go out and find themselves Riley Cote. I just think as a team they need to be a little bit tougher. But um, great character win tonight, even though that part was lacking a little. Hey, Bill, just joined the party. Woohoo! That's how I felt tonight when they uh, when they got that empty netter. I feel like that's how Giroux felt too. When he scored, he wasn't even happy. He was just furious. He was just like <laughs> he was just beat and like he wanted to kill that puck. Um, but you wouldn't be wrong if you said there's an anti flyers uh, an anti flyers feel from the refs in the NHL. I but like that's the part I just can't wrap my mind around because the Flyers make the NHL money. Like, there's only a couple of teams in the league that actually move the needle, and the Flyers are one of them. Like, why would there be a bias against one of the teams that consistently makes the league money? That's that's just my uh, that's just my issue. Komarov marked when he comes in in December. Forget Komarov and his his friggin' eyebrows. Go after Austin Matthews. That's who you go after. That's how you prove a point. Uh, didn't Shen get the elbowing suspension a couple years ago, so it's not like this is a new thing to him. Yeah, no, it's absolutely not a new thing. I think he's been suspended, uh, he had the one 
um, from the playoffs against Washington. He's had two, I believe. I believe he's been suspended twice. Um, Provorov is already a stud D-man. That's You don't always see it. You don't always see the little stuff he does. And sometimes you start going, man... I want to see this out of Provorov. I want to see this out of Provorov. And then you get a game like tonight where you just go, he gave them exactly what they needed tonight. He just went out there and played balls to the wall hockey and just, like, I, I was, like, legitimately proud that he uh, was wearing orange and black tonight. That's that's how I felt. Um, that's how I felt about Provorov's game tonight. Any new word on Nolan? The third line is brutal right now um I, last i heard he was on ir i haven't really heard anything about nolan patrick's status beyond that um i'm gonna check with charlie after the game uh and he'll uh he'll probably talk to when are they home again that's a great question uh these are always there's always stuff i know i should look up before i just hit go live but then i think you know i say i start this right after the game so i'm just gonna go live and do it while uh do it while i'm yeah fuck it we'll do it live all right so okay they're home against colorado on saturday and then they have one two three four days off and then home against chicago on thursday all right so they're gonna get some much needed rest here we'll probably get a We'll probably have a better idea about Nolan Patrick's status once they're home, and maybe they get in a, uh, a practice maybe Monday or Tuesday. I bet you we get an update on uh, Gostas Bear and Nolan Patrick like Monday or Tuesday. We get some more, uh, we get some more concrete stuff on that. Uh, aside from basically a season or two of Pronger, have the Flyers ever had this dominant D-man like Provorov? Nobody really comes to mind. I mean, Desjardins was good, but he wasn't dominant. Um, man. By the time they had Darian Hatcher, he wasn't that guy anymore. Wasn't close to it. Um, I mean, I never saw him play, but Mark Howe's one of the more... Uh, I mean, one of the greatest puck-moving defensemen of all time, but not a... Uh, don't necessarily think of him as a stud shutdown guy. In terms of, like, a... True number one homegrown defenseman, as far as I know, Ivan Provorov is in a class by himself uh, in this organization. Sanheim had about five prime scoring chances in the slot and no goals yet. Yeah, he's going to break out soon. Uh, Provorov, just you see him getting more confident. You see him coming into his own. I um, I dug his game tonight. I did. Uh, they played tough hockey tonight. That's it was tough, gritty game. They usually like to play with speed. They usually like to go out there and run. They usually like to control the puck. Um, St. Louis is a big team. St. Louis is a skilled team. St. Louis is a team that transitions so quickly. Every time the Flyers got the puck out into the neutral zone and you thought, okay, they can get a change, get fresh legs out there, let's get this going, St. Louis would be already at the blue line again. It was, it was, uh, they, they played a tough game tonight, considering the situation. Uh, you're usually not going to get a shutout of your goaltender. You need to clean some things up, especially in the first period again. Uh, the first period starts have been an issue for this team, uh, for most of the year, but they were able to hold, uh, St. Louis scoreless for the first and then through the rest of the game. But, um, as long as they're not giving up goals, although they were giving up some pretty decent scoring chances, as long as they're not giving up goals and they're able to come out and uh, gain gain some momentum in the second, uh, you can live with uh, what they did. But they do need to clean some things up in the first tonight. Uh, Raffle looks to be getting a lot of crap, but I think he's been playing great regardless of points. Your thoughts? Yeah, Raffle's just a weird player. Um... Like, when he's playing with Giroud and Voracek, when he had a full season with them, basically a full season, he had 21 goals, and I think like 18 of them or 19 of them were at even strength or something like that. Like, he, he was a go-to-the-net, finish, Voracek kind of guy. And now he's playing uh, Now he's playing on that line um, with Lawton and Lear, and he's creating zone entries, he's setting up along the half boards, doing his thing, winning battles, uh, that team, that line spends a decent amount of time in the offensive zone, especially for a fourth line, and he's just not able to really. I think he, I think they said tonight he's got zero points. Um, 
you got to think they'll come, but he's just a weird player to try to to try to really nail down. Uh, versatile is all hell. Um, but weird to evaluate. Uh, they got to start shooting on the rush. Too many missed passes. At least get a shot on goal and crash. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, they passed up way too many shots tonight. Uh, last night uh, against Chicago, I thought they had a lot of shots blocked. I thought they dealt with a lot of bouncing pucks and just like weren't able to finish. Tonight, I just think they passed up too many opportunities. Uh, like when Travis Konechny is basically one on over with a goalie, but there's a defender coming towards him and he passes back like against the grain. Just take it to the net, man. Just get one on and try to get your own rebound. Jam it in. See what happens. Just try to get anything on net. Uh, this is a team that scored a ton of goals to start the year. The last couple of nights, they really haven't had the offense going much. Um, it just starts with the simple stuff. And, you know, we get on players, you know, got to get bugs deep, got to get them to the net. But when you're in a situation like they are, both offensively and defensively now, just get pucks to the net. Um, O'Neal looked like the rookie that he is, starting at a few plays happening, opponents jabbing Noivy. Uh, needs to be there and make presence felt in that role. He does. Um, uh, he's a 29-year-old making his NHL debut. I wasn't expecting much out of um, wasn't expecting much out of Will O'Neill tonight. And you know, it appears neither was Hackstall. I just had the TOI up. Now it's not loading. Um, team. There we go. Will O'Neill played. Nine minutes and twenty-five seconds tonight. Like he, no one expects him to be a contributor at this level. <sighs> Will Stoli ever return to play? He's a good option for goalie. He's got to get healthy. Um, he's he looked good in his limited NHL experience last year, but his his numbers in the AHL weren't great. Uh, he's got a lot of work to do to climb his way back up in the organizational depth chart. Alt is just as mobile as Manning, if not more so, and he's playing mistake-free hockey. Alt has, um, maybe not impressed, but he hasn't looked out of place all that often. Uh, that said, I think Brandon Manning, he makes some dumb decisions with the puck, but overall I think he's been, uh, I think he's been pretty decent the last couple of nights. Oh, I'm way behind just reading some of these comments. Uh... Great to see from Provorov being able to rise to the occasion when they needed it most. Absolutely. No, I mean, he's getting matched up um, with Tarasenko tonight and playing true number one defenseman hockey. Uh, can't say enough. Cannot say enough about Ivan Provorov's game tonight. Uh... To walk in there with our young D and play such tight defense, my God, so impressive. Yeah, I mean, they were on D a lot. They um, gave up, I think it was 33 shots, but I wouldn't say a ton of like high-danger scoring chances, and I wouldn't say um, the defense blew a ton of coverages. I would say Neuvert played great tonight, but uh, I think given the defensive circumstances, they played about, they played about as well as could be expected. Um, how many minutes did Proves play tonight? It was like 27. Right, yeah, 27.08. We need Patrick, Ghost, and Gudis back. Three key players we might need against Chicago. Yeah, I mean, it's as... Seeing what they, seeing the effort they put forth and just couldn't get the puck in the net, and seeing what the power play is without Gostaspear, my God! Like this power play has operated with different, um, with different point men over the last several seasons, and um, not many other moving pieces. You've uh, Giroux, Voracek, Simmons have kind of been your constants. Um, they've moved some guys in and out of the slot: Hartnell, uh, Shen. Uh, Philpola was back in there while Couturier was out tonight. I think that's when... Did they have a power play when Couturier was in there? I feel like they got... Power play was 0 for 2, and I feel like they got both of them while, uh, while Couturier was out. But he's been in the slot, but mostly it's been a pretty steady core. And, um, 
the point man has changed. They've had Tiemann, they've had Strite, but Gostas Bear makes him so dynamic. And Provorov is an excellent player, but um, just ability to distribute, get the puck through, uh, rip that one-timer, he's not Gostas Bear. That's Gostas Bear's skill set. That's the thing he does that makes him an NHL player, is his offensive ability. And without it, the, the power play is just totally different. I would love to see him back. And Patrick helps that second unit so much. Uh, and Gudis, you just need a freaking, you just need an NHL player uh, added to this blue line right now. Saturday, who's in net? I gotta think you go Neuvert. Ride this out. I would, um, the four days off afterwards helps. Um, I just wonder if they're just trying to manage Neuvert's health. Are they just thinking, man, this guy can't stay healthy if we play him games in a row. It just doesn't happen. Um, we'll see. I expect... I would guess it's Neuvert, but it will not surprise me in the least if they're like, yeah, Brian Elliott's the starter. Neuvert had a great game, and he'll be back in there uh, when we need him to be. And we're just hoping to get basically league average goaltending out of Brian Elliott, and we're going to score, because that's what this team is built to do. Um, I would ride with Neuvert, but I get why they're managing his health, because it's what I thought they were doing. Um, it's what I thought they were doing to begin the season. Thoughts on Haig? He's up and down. Uh, he makes some great plays, and then he just makes some plays with the puck, uh, where I'm like, whoa, bro. What? <laughs> he, that's a, when I criticize Brandon Manning's decision-making with the puck, that's one thing, like, I'll go, okay, Haig just did the same thing, basically, and I'm not, like, it's not in my notes. Like, I have in my notebook. Make sure you say this thing about Brandon Manning, and I don't have that written down about Haig. But Haig is, you know, what are they? A couple, like how many games into his career is Robert Haig? Like twelve, thirteen. So it's just a little different. But uh, he's been up and down. Definitely see the potential there. I want Provorov Sanheim so bad, but I get why they want to go with um, why they want to go with Haig as the steady, more stay-at-home guy with Provorov. Um, the most I hate to say comparable to Andrew McDonald because that puts a bad that puts like a bad connotation on Haig, but um he's the one most capable of replicating the things that the coaching staff likes about Andrew McDonald is how I will phrase that. That was good phraseology there. Uh Uh, hopefully the Phillies made a good decision. Still, I was hoping for Joe Girardi. I like this dude. Uh, what's his name? I can't even remember. I was just talking about him for like an hour. Gabe Kapler. Yeah, I love this dude. He just seems like a, he just seems like he's going to be fun. That's, you know, you never know. Uh, baseball managers, I, you know, we all thought Charlie was a bumbling buffoon. And he was. But also, the players loved him so much that they were like, we don't want another Boa in here, so let's play our asses off for this cool guy. Uh, so it's, you know, baseball managers are, are, are a crapshoot. Uh, I just hope he's interesting. That's, I hope they play for him. Um, this was just a pure team win. No one really had a bad game. Y'all agree with that. They needed, they needed everybody tonight, and they got that kind of effort. Um, and I will credit, I will credit Dave Haxtell, you know, uh, uh, everyone gets credit for, for an effort like tonight, uh, coming off a of back to back with the injuries in the plague of injuries that they've had. Uh, I will, um, I will enjoy that. Uh, Coot said he lost his breath and thought he was going to die. Felt fine a minute later. That's, uh, Sam Carcidi's philly.com story. Thank you, Dave. Dave, you are an excellent contributor to these. You helped me out in so many ways. Uh, you got to give Neuvert next start. No, I, I would, but I get why they might not. Um, Connecting Voracek pass up way too many prime shooting chances. I agree, especially uh, Voracek has just been... I don't know what his issue shooting the puck the last couple years has been. He's never been like... He, he's, no one would ever mistake him for you know, a 40-goal sniper. But I just feel like he used to have a better shot. I don't know. Um, 
just has a lot of trouble getting it through. Travis Konechny has a really good shot. I've seen it. You know, we've we've seen it. Uh, but he, they love these distributing types, these guys who make the extra pass, get the goalie out of position and look for their teammates to, you know, bang it home. And uh, But Konechny needs to shoot more. Absolutely. I thought he passed up a couple of... Um, Thought he passed up a couple of prime opportunities tonight. Can't believe Voracek missed an open net. Another one. He hit that post earlier in the season on the open net. I was like, oh, Jakey, Jakey, you're killing me, bro. Jake. Uh, I, I I almost felt bad for him. Um, was the lack of playing from behind the net just because St. Louis is so much bigger? Uh, I think a lot of things come into uh, come into that. They were trying to get some. Uh, they were trying to get their point shots, uh, just as they were last night. They've kind of. I thought they were playing much more creatively at the beginning of the season, and it might just be they're kind of trying to play a safe style uh, with the defense, much like they did last season. You know, when Ghost couldn't skate, your number one C and Giroux couldn't skate, you, know, you can't get a save out of either goaltender. They started to really lean on the safe um, point shot driven offense. And I think they're kind of getting back to that right now. I hope it doesn't become a trend. I hope it's just an answer to, um, I hope it's just kind of a way to protect them against not having all their horses, but uh, I would love to see more plays from behind the net. I, I've been, it's something I've been yelling about for two years now. I want to see the plays from behind the net. Um, they got lucky with Tarasenko missing his chances in the slot. He can usually pick his corners from there. Sure, that, that came into it, and they also defended him well in a lot of different spots. Tarasenko's going to get his chances. You just got to hope... Uh, You just got to hope, you know, he doesn't convert on the prime ones. And on the ones that you can defend, uh, you take them away. And that's what they did tonight. Darren Pang on the St. Louis telecast said, Neuvert gave you the feeling feeling nothing was going to get past him. Yeah, no, we've seen this out of Neuvert. There's, there's good Neuvert and there's bad Neuvert. And good Neuvert is Awesome. Good Neuvert is the guy that everyone goes, yo, let's give Neuvert more time. He's killing it. And then he gets hurt or he goes into a slump like he had a season-long slump last season where he was statistically the worst goaltender in hockey. I got to scroll down a little. I'm a little behind here. Uh, I thought the Flyers traded Shen for Laterra and the pick the draft frost it was Laterra. well it was two first round picks one of them um frost and one of them in 2018 and ron hextall even said um we needed to bring in Laterra to make the salaries work Laterra's cap hit is like 4.7 mil uh braden shen's is i think 5.1 and you just kind of needed the the cap to work for st louis and um to extract the extra first-round pick, basically. You got the two first-round picks because you're willing to take some salary back in Yori Laterra. Um, how about that fourth line? So much better than watching the Wonder Twins last season. Yeah, that's... I. They spend time in the offensive zone. They forecheck well, they all complement each other, and they play with a ton of speed. Um, I would like to see them start capitalizing on some of their opportunities a little, but you can say that for the entire team right now. Uh, but in terms of what you're getting out of your fourth line, if your second and third lines were playing some just even consistent, consistently decent hockey, uh, that fourth line would be absolutely amazing. Um, it would... Uh, it, you know, it's lost a little bit. They, they had a shift uh, with a couple minutes left in the third tonight where they basically won back some momentum. Like, Flyers are on their heels a bit. Fourth line gets out there, just buzzes around, goes nuts, buys everyone like a minute, and, you know, it, it helped them ice the game again. I was Everything was great. Uh, 
Uh, I miss Mark Strait. Haha, ha, just kidding. Strait was in... He was a decent... He was decent. Um, yeah, he, he did his thing for a little while. And if he doesn't break his dick, we never get Shane Costas bear. That's... I'll always, I'll always appreciate Mark Strait uh, sacrificing his, uh, sacrificing his junk so that we could get, uh, you know, Shane Gostas Bears rookie season, which was, has, has Flyers hockey been more fun uh, since <laughs> the Shane Gostas Bear rookie year? I mean, that was something. That was actually some really fun hockey tonight. Was tonight was up there though? I'll give him that. If we weren't so thin right now, would Simmons be playing, or would they let him heal? Because he's obviously not a one. Because he's obviously not one hundred percent. Great question. Uh, we talked about this a little last night. He doesn't look right out there. That's, he's battling. He's getting in the way, blocking shots. He's out there. He's doing his thing, but he just doesn't look nearly as effective as he did beginning a season. And what we've come to know, uh, what we've come to know, um, Wayne Simmons to be. So maybe the injury is a bit more serious. But you know, he's a tough guy. He's a captain. He's he's just one of the guys who's going to suck it up and say, "You can count on me to uh, to go out there and do my thing. Not going to make any excuses." Uh, so. If they weren't so thin, yeah, maybe he wouldn't be playing. Um, he does not appear to be 100% at all. Think they'll ever do an outdoor game at the link? I really hope not. I hope they... I hate the football stadium outdoor games. Um, went to Fenway, sat on the Monster, coolest sports, uh, coolest sports uh, experience of my life. Um, was at the Winter Classic at a Citizens Bank. So damn cool. Just so damn cool being in your city's ballpark, watching a hockey game. A lot of fun. Um, Pittsburgh Stadium Series last season. You're just... I feel like football... You're so far from the action, it feels. And they're just... Uh, their stadiums are so big and soulless. I just feel like baseball parks are like warm and just have like this cool atmosphere. And like football stadiums are these just awful palaces for the NFL owners that they allow the fans into. I don't know. I, I, I just don't like football stadiums. I'd just rather they do them all at Citizens Bank. Or um, at the ice rink at City Hall. That would be cool, too. If they shut down everything surrounding Center City, threw down the ice, river rink, something like that. That would be fun, too. Um... Could Ivan Provorov be the best homegrown defenseman we've had since Mark Howe? I think he already is. Um, didn't it look like Simmons wanted to drop them with Shen right after Braden went to the box? They were definitely having words. Simmons definitely went up and, um, you know... They're asking the ref, first and foremost, like, why the hell isn't that five? Why the hell isn't this more? Like, you know, and I'm sure they're making... I'm sure someone has to go up to one of the officials and go, Dude, you know, you know if that was Radko Gouda, she'd be giving him five. You know it. Um, but he also looked like he was directing some, uh, some of his words towards Braden Shen. And I'm sure if, uh, if the bell rang... Simmons would be game. I just don't know if I want him fighting right now. He's clearly not 100%. He's had some dental work done. God knows what else is the matter with him. So I just want to get our 30-goal scorer going in the right direction again. He does go through goal droughts uh, sometimes, but I just feel like he hasn't been as overall effective. I can deal with the goal droughts because everyone goes through goal droughts. It's an 82-game season. If you score 31, 32 goals, you're going to have you know 50 games where you don't score. Uh, and, of course, he has multi-goal games, so it's more like 55 games where you don't score. So uh, there are going to be droughts. It's just like, you know, uh, he just doesn't look as effective. But if if Braden Shen were to come out of the box and go, yo, 17, let's go, I'm sure he would oblige. Um... Winter Classic Rizzo Rink. That's what I'm saying. How great would that be? 
Um, this team is such a massive hole in the middle. Six without Patrick. Anyone know the timetable? Um, haven't haven't heard anything. I expected an update Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I think they come back home Saturday against Colorado, and then they have the four days off before uh, Thursday against Chicago. And uh, I expect like a real update on some of these guys Monday, Tuesday. But hey, sometimes they just oh, good to go back in there. Maybe we see you know maybe we see Gudis, maybe we see Ghost, maybe we see Patrick. I don't know, but I expect a real update uh, Monday or Tuesday if I had to guess. Uh, Neuvert with the Ric Flair robes, and I I love that. That's such a cool thing. Screw the screw a dumb fire helmet or the Broadway hat. That's dumb. Ric Flair robe, baby. Woo! Feeling about the Avs game, they're not awful, but they're certainly uh, no top division team. It's a it's a it's a long season. Lots of weird stuff happens. Um, but this was a real character win tonight. And if you're gonna build momentum off of anything, just kind of team. Just I feel like this was one of those like um, <laughs> Mark Farzetta over my shoulder, like he's screwing with me, like I'm at the WIP studio, but he's really just on television. Um, um, where the hell was I? 50 minutes of this already, guys. I can't believe it. This is fun. I really like hanging out with you guys after these games. Uh, I got a text from everyone today like, Hey, you're, are you good to do the uh, post game tonight? You've been doing a lot of them. You're going to let us know when you don't want to do them anymore. I like hanging out with you guys, especially after a game like tonight. Um, but yeah, that's what I was saying. The game tonight. Uh, and going into the abs on, uh, going into the abs on Saturday. Um, I feel like this is one of those like Ken Hitchcock team building things. Like they didn't have to go on a on a woods exploration trip hunting for Easter eggs or anything uh, preseason. Like this is one of those character building, team building wins that you just you're able to draw on as the season goes on. And, and Saturday is a is a great opportunity to get another win, start stringing some wins together. You know, I feel like again I've said they've played uh, they've played good hockey overall, but their record says what are they now? Seven six and one, something like that. Seven seven and one. Where are our guys? Seven six and one. Yeah, so fifteen points tied with the Islanders uh, for the last wild card spot. So I feel like this is just one of those wins that they can really build on. Seven six and one. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. It was a lot of fun as always tonight. We're at like fifty two minutes now. Uh, I'm going to be back, um, perhaps not on Saturday. I do enjoy my weekends, but if there's no one to do it, I will gladly be on the uh, on the postgame again on Saturday. I will more than likely be on the postgame again next Thursday after the four days off. Uh, that is almost a guarantee. But again, we're going to be doing these throughout the season. We love hanging out with you guys. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, so, hey, big win tonight, big character win tonight. Have a great night, Philadelphia. Hey guys, this is John Stolness from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season. Man, the 2018 season was, well, it was interesting anyway, and the upcoming offseason looks to be even more interesting. So if you want to stay up to date on all things Phillies this offseason, subscribe to The Good Fight podcast feed and get my podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk, looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. And you'll get bonus podcasts every time big news is made with the team. Seriously, if you want to stay up to date on everything revolving around your favorite baseball team as they return to contention, make sure you are subscribed to the Good Fight podcast feed.